from APM American Public Media. This is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. The Obama administration has decided it will no longer pursue the creation of a new federal rating system for the nation's colleges and universities. For the past two years, the administration has been working on a way to rate colleges based on their accessibility, affordability, and student success. I spoke with journalist John Marcus about why the White House changed its mind. Marcus is higher education editor for The Heckinger Report, a nonprofit news organization that specializes in education coverage. He said the Obama administration never intended to rank colleges and universities. That is, they were never going to line them up, you know, one through a hundred, uh, as some popular media do, like U.S. News. What they were trying to do was rate colleges and universities based on the um, uh, many of the measures that uh, students and parents, the consumers, want to know. How many students graduate? Uh, what is the, uh, the cost, typically the, the, the actual cost after discounts and financial aid? Uh, what, uh, what is the student loan default rate? What, are the, what is the likelihood that students will get jobs and how much will they make? Um, those are, you know, can, uh, one would reasonably expect the kinds of things that people want to know. And in many cases, they're surprisingly available. But uh, the, the government, the Obama administration, wanted to sort of collect them in one central place. And the, um, uh, the colleges and universities fought back hard. They have an extraordinarily effective lobby if you consider that uh, the uh, universities and colleges get $200 billion a year in taxpayer funding pretty much without a lot of accountability. And their allies, uh, surprisingly strange bedfellows, the Republicans, have lined up because they share with these universities this sort of aversion to regulation that uh, uh, the universities have also been uh, been pushing. Uh, that the accountability and transparency that does exist, the universities would like to actually reduce it, not increase it. So I think the Obama administration realized the reality, the writing on the wall. Uh, many Republicans have threatened to uh, withhold uh, the proportion of the budget of the U.S. Department of Education that might have gone into producing these ratings. The Obama administration said that there was no additional cost of doing this and that that wouldn't have actually been affected. But I think they understood that politically this was going to be a fight they might not win. Um, they've vastly watered down the idea. It will um, debut, according to the Department of Education, which is notoriously late on this stuff, uh, but, but says now that this will now be ready in the fall for people to see. Uh, and people still will be able to see some very valuable and important information uh, and um, so, you know, it's it's a it's a baby step, but I think doing anything more more significant was just not in the cards. So the rating system will be there in terms of more centralized data available, but not an actual letter grade or something like that. Right. There won't be uh, there won't be a, a a rating as I believe it was originally conceived, uh, but there will be information made available uh, to students and. Uh, and I think over time, because the administration also has said that this is, an, uh, this is a, a work in progress, that this will evolve into perhaps something more. Uh, the president at, at one point in his State of the Union address a few years ago suggested that based on the information uh, that the government collected from these universities and colleges, it might leverage financial aid to um, essentially reward those colleges and universities that did a good job on such things as graduation rates and punish those that didn't. In other words... Uh, the government gives money, grant money, Pell Grant money directly to students who then cash it in at universities and colleges. But in order to be eligible to 
to uh, for, for students to receive that financial aid, colleges and universities need the fiat of the government. And what the Obama administration at one point suggested was that uh, really the only leverage that it had uh, over these colleges and universities was that financial aid money, which is $33 billion a year and just Pell Grants. Uh, and so um, that is likely not to happen, but there will be some information available. I, I think what's largely not understood is that there are already uh, a couple of sources uh, where this information is available to people. It's not entirely as easy as I think the government would like to have it be, but it's there. One is called the College Navigator, and one is called the College Scorecard. And they both sort of overlap and provide this kind of information on an institution-by-institution institution basis. You can look you can look up schools and College Navigator actually lets you compare schools based on these measures. Uh, and they're both run by the U.S. Department of Education, uh, and they're both available online. Do you think anybody else will pick up this baton and run with it since the information is available? Uh, would there be some nonprofit organizations or even magazines? You know, U.S. News could come up with another set of rankings, I suppose, ratings. Um, do you think anybody else is going to pick this up and try and make do what the administration was contemplating? Oh, yes. I mean, I, I, I don't think there are many nonprofits who work in this field or publications who cover it that aren't trying to come up with their own way of ranking colleges and universities, and almost everybody does. So uh, you have Money Magazine now has a ranking. Uh, there, are, there are rankings of the best value for the money. There uh, are all sorts of rankings. Forbes uh, has a ranking, for example. Forbes has a ranking, uh, and, and more people are developing rankings. Universities and colleges have tried to create their own rankings sort of in, in response to this. Uh, it's called the National Survey of Student Engagement. It's, it's sort of abbreviated NESI. And, excuse me, it measures outcomes, uh, how students do, how many hours they spend uh, working on, on uh, homework in the course of a week, how much interaction they have with faculty and others, like advisors at a college or university. And, um, but it's very, as you might expect, given something that's created by universities and colleges, it's kind of hard to understand. And the universities and colleges that participate in it, uh, it's up to them to make this information public or not, and many of them don't. So, um, uh, yeah, it, the, the, uh, the, the field is wide open to lots of other people now to come up with these sort of rankings. We should just make one other thing clear about rankings and ratings. Uh, many of the ranking systems, and especially the the one that people quote the most, U.S. News, they base their rankings on inputs, on uh, uh, who's going, what their test scores are, how much money it costs, that kind of thing, rather than outcomes, how well they do, how many graduate, that kind of thing. That's absolutely correct, which means the rankings are... Um, not entirely helpful in knowing what it is a college actually adds. So if you already come to a college or university with a very high SAT score, that reflects very well on the, on the college or university. But I think what people really ought to want to know is if you come to that college with a very high SAT score, how much, how much more will you learn by the time you leave? That's a measure of what the college actually provides you. Uh, and so not only are, do these um, uh, rankings measure largely uh, inputs, like class rank, grade point average, uh, and, and SAT scores, uh, they, um, you know, they, they, they also supposedly look at things like where you're from, what high school, all of those things come into play. But what they don't measure is you know, what the college or the university actually adds. Uh, and I think that's a, an important consumer information that people aren't necessarily getting. 
Um, some colleges and universities are working now with the Gallup polling organization, and Gallup is actually surveying alumni. They're polling alumni to talk about what it is they've they they, uh, they learned or accomplished from their college education. And this idea is being pioneered by Purdue University, whose president, Mitch Daniels, is the former governor of Indiana, and it was a lot of really interesting ideas about higher education. Some other universities and colleges have also started working with Purdue, but like Nessie, the results of those surveys, uh, are it, it, it's up to the institution whether or not to make them public, and many universities and colleges aren't doing that. I think because they're probably embarrassed to find that um, there's not a, a lot uh, for some students that a college education added. Uh, now, that's not to say that it is, it is absolutely true before people start calling you and sending you emails about this, that uh, it is absolutely true that people with a college education make more money. But what Gallup is, um, is measuring is whether it improves your quality of life in many other ways. One of the really interesting early findings in, uh, that Purdue has released, because Purdue does release the findings of the Purdue surveys, uh, what those surveys found was that it didn't matter where you went to college, that um, it, it, regardless of the name of the brand, uh, if you went to an elite private or a second-tier public, in many cases it didn't make a particularly significant difference in your quality of life. And that is sort of a dangerous finding for a lot of the, the prestigious institutions that um, expect their reputations to garner very high tuition uh, when pe- if people understand that they can pay a lot less money and get a, just as good an education. So are we going to see a Heckinger report uh, rating or ranking system anytime soon? Uh, we do actually have one really interesting and important ranking, we think. Uh, it's called the Tuition Tracker, and you can see it online at tuitiontracker.org. Uh, and what the Tuition Tracker measures by institution is you can see how the increase in the net price by income. So you can see, we also have a lot of other information about every institution on there, but the primary reason for this, uh, this tool is to tell you how much institutions have raised the net price, the price they charge you after financial aid and discounts, how, they, how much they've raised the net price um, uh, cross-reference with how much you make. So what you'll find there, really interestingly, is that families that make, have the lowest incomes have seen their net price rise the fastest since the economic downturn, while, while families that have the highest incomes, their costs have sort of flattened out. Um, this is a really dangerous uh, uh, trend because what it's doing is disenfranchising low-income students, uh, despite the fact that we all hear all the time universities and colleges insist that they're helping poor students. Poor students do still pay less than rich students, but the gap is narrowing. And the reason that the gap is narrowing is that colleges need rich students who can pay at least part of the tuition. Uh, otherwise, they're not making any money. And so what they do is they offer a little bit of financial aid to the rich kids, um, and they take a little more of that financial aid away from the poor kids. Uh, and that is a really interesting trend that you can see on Tuition Tracker. So that is one um, measure that we've provided, and we do have some other uh, ideas in mind uh, using federal data to look at colleges and universities and what they're doing. John Marcus is higher education editor at the Heckinger Report. You can find a link to his work at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org. While you're there, find more podcasts about issues in higher ed and K-12 education. Browse the archive of more than 100 documentary projects. And please let us know what you think of our coverage. That's AmericanRadioWorks.org. We are on Facebook at American.RadioWorks, and we're on Twitter at AM RadioWorks. 
Support for American Radio Works comes from the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, Lumina Foundation, the Spencer Foundation, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM, American Public Media.